Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. Chick, 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 chick. I'm going to say it's fantastic to be here. I'm at our Bandura campus. Um, why don't you take a seat? Is everyone excited to be at church today? Yeah. All right, I'll ask that one more time. Is everyone excited to be at church today? Yeah. Fantastic. You know, um, I just wanted to, before I get started, I wanted to take this opportunity to honor our senior pastors. Um, don't you think that they've done a fantastic job so far in this season? Yeah. You know, yeah. come on, let's give them a round of applause. I have a few more things to say about them. Um, I just wanted to honor them because, you know, in this season, I'm pretty sure the task is a big task, but God has appointed them for this season. Not only that, there's a tendency in them where there's a greater hunger in our senior pastors now more than ever before, and there's the sense in them that they want to hear from God to direct the church in the direction that God wants to move. And the beautiful thing about it is this, is they don't want a great idea, they want God's idea and what we need to do as a church, and they want to be lenient towards God as the Holy Spirit leads us through their leadership. You know, we're going to experience more breakthroughs in God and encounters with God because of them saying yes to God. So why don't we put our hands together for them right now, Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa. We honor you. It's also fantastic to have Pastor John and Pastor Lois in the house. It's great to be in the same room. Um, Church, we're going to pray and just believe that God's going to move. And I want to encourage you to open your hearts and prepare for God to do a work in your heart today. Amen? Amen. All right, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we commit this time to you right now. We pray that our hearts would be open to you. Allow your Holy Spirit to do a work in us. Pray that you would break down walls in our lives, Father God so that we could walk in the freedom that you've called us to walk in. In Jesus' mighty name, we say this prayer. We all say? Amen. 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 So, the title of my message is this, Breaking Down Wars. Everyone say breaking, breaking. Down. down wars. wars. Fantastic. You know, anybody breaking any wars down lately? No? Hopefully it's only for renovation, nothing more than that. Um, you know, when I was in high school at year, in year 10, I actually went to an all-boys high school, right? And in year 10, uh, it was back in New Zealand, so um, I, this boys' high school that I went to, everyone's dream was to be an NRL superstar, okay? Don't ask me why I didn't get a contract. I turned it down to do the work of God. Um, but, you know, everyone's dream was, you know, I'm going to be a superstar, probably get selected from, you know, people that are selectors and hopefully one day come on TV. I've got to say, some of the guys that I went to school with in my year ended up getting those contracts, but I still can't understand why they didn't offer me one. But on that note, so the, the physical education teachers, they decided that they were going to put a tournament together, a rugby league tournament, right? And so everyone started getting excited, and we were going to find out which class in this year 10, uh, in the year 10 cohort was going to be the best rugby league players in the whole school, right? So we did this tournament. Two weeks prior to this event happening, what happened was everyone started talking. 
Everyone's saying, I'm going to smash you. I'm going to run straight through you. You know, you're not going to even get close to me. I'm going to get a try. And you know what? Um, I was actually one of those people. I was doing a lot of talking. But how many people know somebody that does a lot of talking, but when it comes time to put it into action, it's totally the opposite of what they've been saying the whole time. Just make sure you're not nudging the person next to you. So the day of the event came, and my class was the first one to play the game, right? So we get up there, and remember, there was a lot of talking I was doing myself. The other side kicked the ball, and when the ball was kicked, the guy caught it on our side, and he passes it to me. Now, here's the thing with rugby league. The first pass, whoever gets it has to run straight, has to run first. So if I had passed it, it would look like I'm scared. Now, just to let you in on a little bit of truth, I was actually pretty scared before that because I didn't want to get hurt. (laughs) Now, the problem with the story was that when I looked up, The guy passes me the ball, and I'm thinking, great, now I have to run this. I look up at the defense line. There was a whole wall of guys that were standing there three times bigger than I was. But the thing was, there was one guy who was a whole lot smaller than everybody else. So have a guess what I did. I thought really quickly with my quick thinking skills, and I decided to run for the smallest guy before anybody else catches me. Because if they did, I'll probably get hurt. So I go full speed up to this guy, and I'm running there ready, and I envisaged myself, you know, dropping my shoulder, bumping him over, and then getting across the try line and diving in the try line. But the reality is what happened was when I was running full speed at him, this guy that was a whole lot smaller than I was, he launches at me, his feet are in the air, his shoulder's coming towards me. I drop my shoulder to try to hit him back down, and I, he hits me, and I made this sound. As soon as the contact happened, I went, Hoo! and then I go flying down onto the ground, and I land on my shoulder. Now, when you get tackled, you're supposed to get back up to play the ball under your legs to carry the game on, right? I actually couldn't get up. So when I, I was lying there and everyone was waiting, I heard these guys, they were laughing and giggling. They were trying not to make a big deal out of it. But the guy that had hit me, he walks up, and I could hear him giggling. And he's trying to say, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's still giggling. And, you know, I thought to myself, I try to get up, and then I realized my shoulder was, I actually dislocated my shoulder. So, yes, feel sorry for me. Please feel sorry for me. And then I get up, and then the PE teacher goes, you have to go with the guy that hit me had to take me down to the sick bay and get me checked out. So we go down to the sick bay. And then they go, look, you actually have to go to the hospital to get some x-rays done to make sure that everything's okay. Now, the hospital, it was two streets down from our school. So what happened was the guy that hit me, he had to, by the way, just letting you know, he was my friend. But when we're playing rugby league, there's no mates on the field, right? So when he comes up, he's still laughing. And then so we had to go. He had to come with me, and we went to the hospital walking there. And he's still giggling. I'm laughing a little bit, but the pain in my shoulder was pretty sore. And, you know, we sit down in the waiting room. We went and put um, put my name through just to wait to get checked out. And he leans over to me, and he says to me, Mate, if the doctor asks what happened to you, just tell the doctor that I smashed you. (laughs) And, you know, we're laughing at the same time. I think if my elbow was a bit better at that time, I probably would have moved it towards him. But, you know, just thinking... I was trying to break this line of defense, right? But I envisaged that I was going to get through, and I didn't. But I've got good news for you. 
Do you know when God sees a wall, a line of defense, God can break down any wall. Amen? Amen. Come on, we've got to give a round of applause to our God. The Spirit of God can help us break down any wall that we can encounter in our life. And you know, in the Bible, God makes this promise to Abraham about the promised land for God's people. And you see, the story goes that um, Moses, he led the people through the wilderness for many, many years. And as he's leading the people, it came to a time where he was, it was going to come to an end. So they anointed Joshua to be the leader just before he died. And Joshua helped God's people. He led them through the Jordan River. And, you know, before they could claim this land after that, the land that they were facing, it was already occupied. You know, they faced the walls of Jericho. You know, just out of interest, put your hand up if you've heard the story of the walls of Jericho. Yep, most of us. So in order for them to break down these walls of Jericho, this is it here, this picture here. They had to break down those walls, and then they had to go in and fight to claim the land for themselves. So as you look at that picture, you know, we're going to read, you know, the Bible in Joshua 6 and find out a little bit more about it. Is that okay? Yeah. Fantastic. So if we look at Joshua 6 verse 1, it says this. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because, the Israel, because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Now listen very carefully to this verse. It said, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. And then it goes into verse 3. March around the city once with all the armed men and do this six for six days. Now, if you look at verse 2, what's actually happening is before they've even gone to attempt to break these walls down, here's the beautiful thing about it. God has already declared victory over them before he's even given the strategy and how these walls are going to break down. And my encouragement to each and every one of you is God has given us the victory to know that we're going to see walls broken down in our lives. You know, as we're standing in worship, I got the sense from God that there are wars that are up in people's lives and God's going to break them down today. God's going to be doing a work. But here's the thing on your end. You need to believe in faith that whatever your situation is, God is going to bring that breakthrough and break down that wall. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for God. So if we look at verse 10, it says, But Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, don't raise your voice, um, and do not say a word until the day that I tell you to shout, then shout. And then it goes on to say, So he held the ark of the Lord and carried around the city, circling it once. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took the ark of the Lord the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord. And then it goes on to say, so on the second day, they marched around the city once and they returned and they did this for six days. Now, listen to this. They had to march around there in silence. And then on the first day, they did it for six days, right? Now, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, they actually did it for seven. I know that. We're getting to that part. But, you know, 
What happened was they had to get up every morning. The wall was still there. And then they still had to keep marching around these walls in complete silence out of obedience with the instructions that God had given. But bear in mind this. God has already given his people the victory, right? All they had to do was be obedient to what God was saying. Could you imagine what God's people were probably thinking while they were walking around that? They could have been thinking, has our leader really heard from God? You know, but they can't speak during that time because they had to walk around in silence. Day one came, day two came, day three came. They had to get back up and keep repeating this for six days. And then it says this in verse 15. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and they marched around the city. Listen to this. Seven times in the same manner. In the same manner means that they still, instead of doing it one time every day, when they got to day seven, they had to walk around seven times. Six times of those times, they had to still do it in silence. Could you imagine that? They're waking up every morning, nothing happened. Waking up the next morning, nothing happened, and they're still... And then on the last day, they had to do it six times, and on the seventh time... Listen to what this says here. The seventh time round, when the priest sounds the trumpet, blast, and Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city, and the Lord and the city and all that is in it will be devoted to the Lord. But if we go down to verse 20, it says this. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave the loud shout, the walls collapsed, and everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Church, we've got to give a round of applause to our God right now. You see, obedience to God and the strategy that he gives, yet he's given the strategy after he declared the victory. And my encouragement to each and every one of us, we need to start declaring our victory. Irrespective of what you're going through, what challenge or what wall is up in your life, you need to start declaring victory over your life. Amen? So my first point today is this. Walls will break down because the battle belongs to God. Can you say that with me? Walls will break down because the battle belongs to God. All right. So the battle belongs to God. And I don't know about you, but it might seem like no matter what you're doing, you know, you still don't see any change in the natural. You might be sitting there thinking, man, you've given all this time to serving God. You've spent this time with the Lord. But you get back up every day, and that wall is still there, and you just can't seem to get rid of it. You know, the Bible says in Zechariah 4, verse 6, it says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord Almighty. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Now, I don't know what situation you might be going through today. You know, you may have your own walls of Jericho up in your life. It could be generational curses. It could be debt that you just can't seem to break free from. Possibly, especially in this season when things, prices of everything is going up. It may be even failure. You know, maybe you've attempted something so many times, but it didn't work out well for you. Maybe it's regret. The regret of past mistakes that would have happened. Intimidation. Insecurity. Or maybe your Jericho would possibly be the feeling of being unworthy. 
Maybe it's the feeling of being lonely. Or maybe it's the feeling of being broken. Maybe it's the feeling of being offended. You know, wars break down when we focus on what God says. We must learn to focus on what God says, not the size of our problems. Now, I'm going to say that one more time just to make sure that you heard that. We must learn to focus on what God says, but not the size of our problems. Amen? So you can ask yourself, what are some practical things that you could do to allow God to fight the battle for you while God's fighting the battle? Or what we can actually do is glean on Joshua and the word of God and the scripture that I just read before. You know, we can even take time to worship God through song. We can take time to allow worship to be at the center because it allows us to see the greatness of God and not the problem. And what that does is it increases our faith in God. Amen? You know, I remember a time when um, I was, um, I, I'm a teacher, I work in a school, but so there was a session where I didn't have to teach a class, right? I was going through such a rough time uh, in, in that time, and in that, that hour that I had to myself, I actually put on worship music in the classroom, and as I put on the worship music, I just literally started crying out to God. And I was calling on God to help me break free from the wars that I was encountering, the, the challenges that I was facing in that time. And, you know, my, the reason why I'm telling you that is you can worship anywhere you are. Absolutely anywhere. You can worship at home. And, look, you don't have to do the singing. As I couldn't sing because I was, you know, a lot of tears were coming down and I was crying out to God for his help. But here's the thing. The song that was playing the words that were being sung was ministering to my heart as I was crying out to God. And my encouragement to each and one of you, you've got the ability to do the same. Put on some music. You can worship God through singing, listening to worship music. You do it at home. You can do it in your car. You know, when you're going for a walk. You know, you have to believe what God says about your situation. You just have to believe it. The Bible says in Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, the book, um, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be very careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen? Amen. I guess my question to each and every one of us, including myself, is, you know, what wars need to be broken down in our lives today? Not tomorrow, today. God is stronger than any wall that you may encounter in your life. Yeah. Now, he wants you to be free from these wars that seem to come up. Which leads me to my second point. My second point is this. Wars will break down as we surrender to God. Everyone say, wars will break down? Wars will break down. As we surrender to God. Do You know, in James 4 verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, I remember that I read a testimony of a woman who ended up making a lot of bad choices in her life. She had broken relationships unforeseen circumstances had taken place. And you know what she did? She promised herself that she was never, ever going to let anybody else hurt her again. 
And, you know, she lived this life of hiding in her struggle and her pain. And as she was going through it, you know, what she did was when she came across people, she put on this look like she was a very confident person. But in actual fact, she was drowning in her insecurity and fear deep down inside. And what she was doing was she was just trying to keep herself afloat to try to get to the next phase of life and just try to take the next step. But what happened was she received a phone call one day. Now, remember, she's going through all of this already. But she receives this phone call that her father had been in a car accident and her father was killed in the car accident. You know, if everything was already tough enough to hear news like that over the phone and to be told that this is what had happened, you know, it would have felt like that her life was growing dimmer even more. You know, what happened was the grief that happened from this, as a result of this started to settle in. And she started to embrace this as her normal because she was so hurt and traumatized by the things that were happening in her life. But here's the thing. When she was younger, she learned about the love of God. But even though she had learned about the love of God, and I'm just going to put this out there. That's why our kids' ministry is so important. You know... People could grow up and become adults, and they could go through life, and maybe it's a scripture that was given. Maybe it's a story of the Bible that was given. God could use that very story when our young people, or even ourselves, when we were in um, you know, uh, the kids' program when we were younger, you know, God could use that in your life later on to minister to you. But the thing was, she felt like she was way too far away from God, despite what she had learned when she was young. You know, when she went through extreme measures and she started, she had questions for God. You know, she had questions such as, why had, it had, she how did, why had he taken her dad away at such a young age? She experienced, she was asking, why am I going through so much hurt in my life? You know, how could she go through all that she went through and that what happened? But I wanted to tell you that, you know, all these questions that she had, God was actually doing a work inside her heart. God was slowly starting to surround her with people that were just loving on her, were just giving her the truth, you know, were just embracing her for who she was. And as God was using these people, you know, um, she, her heart started to become softer. You know, things must have got really hard for her because she hadn't yet gone into a church. But, you know, she got to a point where she ended up getting an invitation into a local church. And what happened was she came into this local church and she felt comforted. She felt the love of God in that space. You know, it makes me wonder and it makes me think about how important it is when anyone walks through our church doors, we have no idea what people are going through. You know, it could be a new person who's come in once, come in twice. The way that we greet them could make all the difference. And you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, God use me, God use me. But you, God can use you without even you knowing that God is using you. The way you smile to someone, the, here's the thing. Anybody can talk to anybody, right? But people can read right through you if you're talking to someone and you're not giving them your full attention. 
the reason why I'm saying that, I'm not saying that to condemn anybody, okay, because I get busy in my mind too. I'm putting that out there. But here's the thing. There are moments where we just have to put everything aside and just love on somebody and just be, you know, authentic and be real with them. People, we all know when someone's there or when they're thinking about something else while they're replying back to us. And my encouragement to each and every one of us, why don't we continue to be those people, to love on people. And, you know, I want to say this. You might be a regular attender at church, and you might be going through stuff. My encouragement to you is surround yourself with godly people, people to love on you, people to trust you. But at the same time, for the rest of us, Let's love on those around us. You could be doing life with someone the whole time. You have no idea that they've probably got wars up that they'd never share to anybody else. And the way that you care for that person could be God using you to break those wars down. Amen? Come on, church. Let's put our hands together for God. So this woman comes into the church. She felt the love of God in that space. And what happened was God did such a work with all the pain that she went through, broke down these walls in her life, and allowed her to completely surrender herself to God to a point where she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Amen? Come on, church. Let's give a round of applause to our God. we got to be excited about that. Now. Listen to this. Sit there and think about this. You could be the very person that God could be using. You know, the Bible says someone sows the seed, another person waters it, but it is God that makes it grow, right? So my encouragement, let's be mindful as we come into the space, even throughout the course of the week. Amen? Amen. My third point today is walls will break down when you keep circling your problems with prayer and faith. Amen? Can you repeat? Can we read that together? You ready? Let's read it. Walls will break down when you keep circling your problems with prayer and faith. Now, just making reference back to Joshua 15, verse um, 15 to 20, right? Um, Joshua 6. The seven times they had to walk around, the many times they had to do that, and, you know, nothing changed. But until the last day, they had to go around seven times. And on the seventh time when they gave the war cry where they made that shout, the walls came down. And you might be here today and you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I've been praying to God. I've been believing for breakthrough in this situation. And it's still there. I wake up every morning and this war is probably right still next to me. You know, maybe it's a person. Maybe it's something that you've got in your life that you're dealing with. But you can't seem to get rid of it. And, you know, at the same time, my encouragement to you is listen to this. For quite some time, Joshua and the Israelites, you know, saw nothing change. And you might be sitting there thinking, see, the wars are still there in my life. See, nothing is moving. See, you know, it's still very intimidating what I'm facing right now. But my encouragement to you is this. You might be even thinking this. God has probably missed me on the list. God, I've I've sent this prayer request several times, and I don't seem to get a response back from it. But my encouragement to you is continue to stand in faith because God hasn't forgotten about any of us. God loves us. That's the very reason why he went up on that cross and died for each and every one of us so that we could be in relationship with him. And you've got to have faith in God. Amen? Amen? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, faith is being sure of what we hope for, and it is being certain of what we do not see. Sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. 
And then the Bible says, speak forth things that aren't as if they were. In Romans 4, 17, it says this. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Listen to this. Keep marching around the fault. Amen? Do we get a response with that? Keep speaking the promises of God over your situation. Keep believing that there is no wall too big or too thick or too difficult for God to break in your life. Amen? Do you know, church, when we encounter God, nothing can stand in God's way to break any wall down in your life. The walls and the obstacles are temporary, and they're actually subject to God's authority. But his word is eternal. It's powerful. It cannot return empty without achieving its purpose. You know, you might be wondering why these boxes are up here. But each one of these things that you see up here, you know, generational curses, that God can break them all down. You know, we've got debt, failure, regret, intimidation, insecurity, but even the feeling of being unworthy, lonely, and broken and offended. You know, God can break any of those down. Do you agree with me? So God could come into your situation. He could break down generational curses. He could break down debt. He could break down failure in your life. He could take out regret. He could take out intimidation. And even if you're feeling a little unworthy, God would break that wall down. You know, loneliness will be gone. It will be broken in the name of Jesus. And you cannot be offended because God would break that wall down as well. Irrespective of the situation that you might be going through, you need to stand firm in faith that the power of God is going to work in your life and you do not disregard the power of God over your life. Amen church? Come on. I'm not up here just shouting. I'm up here declaring the word of God over your life and you could be experiencing breakthrough as we take those down. God is for you. He is not against you. The Bible says if God is with us, who can be against us? Romans 8 verse 28 says, As we know that within all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen? Amen. Come on, i got to hear a louder amen than that. We are here standing victorious as believers in God, and we've got to shout. You know, they shouted when the walls came down. Can I hear a shout from church? Come on. There we go. Now, when you shout, you might even do that in your own time. Believing, you might even raise your voice as you're praying for God to break free, break you free from situations, or maybe you're praying for someone else. Amen. Amen. Do you know in September um, this year we had the opportunity to attend the ACC conference? Uh, you know, it's just it's just a beautiful atmosphere to be in the presence of God amongst pastors, leaders, and anyway, just putting it out there, anybody can register um, to this event. But, you know, prior to going to this event, um, I actually ended up feeling sick that week. And I was like, we booked the hotel room, and I thought to myself, man, I came here for this conference. I came here to hear from God. I want to position myself in a place where I'm going to receive from the Lord. And, you know, I still had to keep pushing through. I still had to get up, you know, and go into the service because I wanted to hear from God. I wanted to receive from what God had. You know, my encouragement to you is the same thing. Coming here on a Sunday, getting into life groups, get into those spaces where you can encounter God amongst other believers. Amen? Amen. 
But there was this pastor who shared the story, and she got up and she started sharing some scriptures. And as she was sharing the scriptures, you know, after that, she started sharing this true story about a young woman. And she shares the story about this young woman. It's a true story. And she says, you know, there was this young woman. A terrible ordeal had happened to her. This young woman actually got raped. Now, as she mentioned that, my full attention was there waiting to hear what happened after that. And as she's sharing the the, uh, story, she keeps going on and she said, you know, this terrible ordeal that had happened to this young woman as this pastor's sharing it. She said, as a result of what had happened to her, she got pregnant and gave birth to a son. The thing was, her son was born. But what happened as a result was they carried shame, insecurity, intimidation. And the community that they were in actually started detaching themselves from her. Think about it. She did nothing wrong, but because what had happened to her and the result of what had happened, people, instead of loving her with the love of Christ, people started detaching from her. But down the road, there was this lady that lived there. She was a believer. She started inviting this young woman over with her son. She started sharing with her the love of God. But, you know, it makes me think, you know, the struggle that this young woman would have went through, the insecurities, the wars of insecurities, the shame, even the feeling of not being good enough. And as this lady continues to invite her over to her house, I believe that God was breaking down wars in this young woman with her son. And as this lady loved on her, she ended up giving her heart to Jesus You know, for someone to give their heart over to God and surrender to God after going through a horrific experience is a massive thing. And you could say that, you know, walls had been broken down. But her and her son, this pastor that was sharing this story, she's standing there on this platform and she's saying, that young woman, this pastor that was sharing it said, that was my grandmother. The son that was born as a result of this terrible ordeal that had happened was her father. And this pastor is standing at the state conference, and I can guarantee you there was about like over a thousand pastors and leaders present as she was sharing this. She was pouring this testimony out into all these leaders at the same time, and she's giving the love of God, telling them about how God it can make miracles and break people free from things. And I know that she has a heart's desire to see walls broken down in people's lives. Now listen to this. The year before that, there was a dinner that I got invited to. And um, when I went to this dinner, I actually sat with her husband. Now I didn't know the story, right? But as I got to talk to her husband, she, her husband said to me, do you know, ever since before they started dating, it was always her, um, his wife's desire to be a pastor. It was always her desire to see walls broken down in people's lives, speak life into community, see people live better than they were. But church, I want to tell you this. Think about it. This woman with a terrible ordeal had happened is three generations away 
that the father and then the, the granddaughter is standing on a platform pouring it out to leaders across the state. And I can reassure you, if I'm sharing this story to encourage the church, there are other leaders that are doing the same thing, bringing breakthrough in God. You know, the Bible says, you know, two things are powerful in Revelation. It says, you know, the blood of Jesus and the word of your testimony. And as I'm testifying and God is moving in people's lives because of what had happened, because that grandmother said yes to allowing these walls to break down in her life. Amen? So if I could ask our worship team to come up, make their way up. I want to tell you something. If God could bring breakthrough in that woman's life, allow three generations after that to be standing on a platform to pour out into a state, imagine how much more God is going to do in your life. Come on. Imagine how much more God is going to do in your life. Think about it. Generations to come from your life right now could be having an impact right across states, right across the world, because you said yes to God to allow things to break down the walls in your life. Amen? So let's continue to hold on to God. And remember this, no wall is too big for God to break. Now listen to what the scripture says. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Church, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to stand in faith that God is going to do the work in your life. The breakthrough that you experience in these walls coming down is going to be having an impact on other people, not just yourself. It would overflow, have a ripple effect into other people, not even just the next generation down from you and so forth. It could be people that you just come into contact with that God would set free because you said yes to God. Amen? Amen. You know, as we come to a close, church, walls will break down because the battle belongs to God. Wars will break down as you and I continue to surrender ourselves completely over to the Lord. And wars will break down when we keep circling our problems with prayer and faith and speaking the word of God over our situation. Amen. You know, I'm going to pray today. I'm just going to pray for absolutely anybody. I'm going to pray for breakthrough. This time is between you and God to break walls down. If I could ask everyone with every head bowed and every eye closed right now. You know, if you're here today and there's walls that you're believing for to break down in your life, my encouragement to you is to step out in faith. And I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so we know who we're praying for. But that's an act of faith on your end. I see that hand. Why don't you raise your hand right now? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see hands right across this room. Thank you, Jesus. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. You raising your hand as an act of faith, believing that God is going to break down wars in your life and generations to come will be blessed because you have given yourself over to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. 
Church, I want you to stand in agreement with me as we pray for these people who have stepped out in faith and raised their hand. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you this time, Lord. We pray for your Holy Spirit to come forth. We pray for those people who have raised their hands in faith that you would break down any walls and declare the word of God over them, Father God. Your word says that you can do far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. And we believe for the power of God. We pray for them to you know, encourage them to enjoy your restoration, Father God, and pray for your Holy Spirit to bring that breakthrough, Father God. Whatever walls keep coming up in lives, Father God, that they will be broken in the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Jesus' mighty name, we all say, Church, let's put our hands together for God right now. You know, just before we finish up, I wanted to give an opportunity to absolutely anybody in the room. If you've never had a relationship with God, it would be my greatest honor to pray the prayer of salvation with you. So if I could ask the church with every head bowed and every eye closed right now, if that's you right now, why don't you raise your hand? No, Jesus died on the cross. Thank you, I see that hand. Just for you and I. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. I see that hand. Church, I'm going to ask you to pray. Repeat this prayer after me. And for those who have raised their hands to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm not where I want to be. I pray for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of my sins. I ask that you come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together for those people who have made that decision for God. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, if you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.